This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning once again, and for the final time, I'm offering you a good morning from Rapid City, South Dakota, Dunn Brothers Coffee. This is Father Mike Malloy. I'm here with... Karen Gibas. Karen Gibas. Um, we have had a great morning this, uh, with uh, various guests and, sh- and things that we've been talking about. Um, it's kind of centered a little, seems to be centered a little bit on food today. Yeah. And that's okay because our next guest is going to talk to us about food, but not people who need food, but perhaps people who um, use food in a, a wrong way. Um, we have Bill W. with us. Bill, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me. Good to have you with us. Um, if, uh, we appreciate you being with us to talk about this. What I, I think is, you know, for some people might be a sensitive or a difficult topic. Um, could you share with us, uh, the listeners, a little bit, first of all, about Overeaters Anonymous? What is that and what is its purpose? Sure. Thanks for having me again. You know, Overeaters Anonymous is modeled after Alcoholics Anonymous, which I'm sure all of your listeners are familiar with. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous is for people who, once they start drinking, just can't put down the bottle. And so uh, Overeaters Anonymous uses um, many of the same principles and and techniques and tools that Alcoholics Anonymous uses, except that we replace the word alcoholics and alcoholism with uh, overeaters. And so it's, it's designed for people who realize that, you know, just another diet is not going to do it for them, that for some reason, every time they try to diet, and, and had a doctor put them on a prescribed plan to lose weight. It just never quite worked. And that's where I was, you know, just two years ago, I realized that for some reason, you know, I couldn't stay on a diet more than 24 hours. And it dawned on me that um, the issue I was having was not knowing what to do. I knew exactly what I needed to do. Um, it was... Uh, more of an emotional issue that I needed to deal with, an emotional and a spiritual issue that I needed to deal with. And that's why I joined Overeaters Anonymous. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, about your own journey um, and, and what brought you to the, to this group? Sure. Well, there's a local Catholic church that sponsored an Overeaters Anonymous uh, meeting once a week. And uh, I saw it advertised in the parish bulletin. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that I needed to do something. And so I showed up at that very first meeting, and um, what was really interesting is, as people were talking about their own experiences, I sat there, and you know, you're required to say nothing. You just come and listen and sit there, right? And that's what I did my first meeting. But what I discovered was that the people uh, who shared their stories, they were sharing my story. And it was stories, for example, like, you know, people were talking about, you know, waiting for their spouse to go to bed. And then they bring out the snacks because they think that if, you know, if you're eating uh, and nobody knows about it, you know, it's not going to have any effect on you somehow. You know, but, but those sorts of compulsive behaviors or starting with, you know, one bowl of uh, your favorite snack. And next thing you know, the whole bag is gone. Just an inability to stop once you get started. And okay. so... That's what Overeaters Anonymous is designed to do, is to help you think about why is that? What's going on? What are you feeling? And how else can you deal with with those uh, thoughts and feelings and compulsions other than, you know, shoveling food in the old pie hole? (laughs) You know, so. All right. 
So what are some of the specific tools that you're given in Overeaters Anonymous to help you deal with compulsive eating? There's nine tools altogether. The, 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 the first and the one that I think is most important is just going to the meeting, you know, week after week, attending at least uh, one meeting. Um, and what I find that does for me is it renews my resolve to stay on track. So that's one of the things. The other thing is, like Alcoholics Anonymous, we have sponsors. And so I have a sponsor, and my sponsor has a sponsor, and I sponsor other people. And so there is a network of people that kind of keeps you accountable, shall we say. It keeps you honest with yourself. You know, and it's, it's kind of like the... Um, in the spiritual life, you know, each of our priests and pastors and religious, they have to have a spiritual advisor. And that's kind of the role, in an analogous fashion, that's kind of the role that our sponsors play uh, in Overeaters Anonymous. We also have a food plan. Uh, there's no specific food plan you have to follow. It's up to you to come up with the one that, that you want to commit to. I do one that has a lot of variability to it. I commit to it every morning and I write it down. Um, then there's also literature that we read, that um, stories from other people that are, that have been in OA over the over the decades. We also have an action plan. We put together an action plan for ourselves. So, for example, one of the things that I discovered about my own life is um, a bit of workaholic tendency led to foodaholic, right? And because I wasn't giving myself enough time and attention just to relax before going to bed. Ended up, you know, working till nine, ten o'clock at night, and then feeling like I deserved to have an extra bowl of popcorn or whatever before bed. And so, the action plan, like quitting work by eight o'clock every night and no later, that then leads to uh, a better ability to follow your food plan. So, long story short, all these nine tools come together to um, to help people um, do what is the spiritually right thing for their body. You know, God gives us these bodies and we're, we're stewards of our bodies just like we're stewards of our finances, right? And so it helps us take better stewardship of our bodies. Uh, hi, this is Father Mike Malloy. I'm talking to Bill W. about uh, Overeaters Anonymous on Real Presence Radio. Um, Bill, Bill, I have a couple questions. First of all, you've mentioned a couple times spiritual. So is there uh, an appeal to a... a a God or a higher power as there is an Alcoholics Anonymous for overeaters? Absolutely. And the first two of the 12 steps are, number one, um, I came to believe that I was powerless um, over my compulsion, but then I came to believe that a power higher than myself can and would cure me uh, if I simply asked. And so the basis of the of the program is spiritual. And what I find interesting, you know, I'm a Catholic, but in the Overeaters Anonymous group that I attend weekly, there are people from all all walks of life and all religious backgrounds and all stripes. And um, what's wonderful about Overeaters Anonymous is in the community of that group of 10 or 12 people, regardless of how we come to understand who God is and what is his plan for our life, you know, there's a commonality that we all believe that that there is a God that can save us and cure us. And, and in the steps that we go through, we are continually trying to turn our will over to God's will. 
And that, and so we say we're not a diet and calories club. There's plenty of other places you can go and spend a lot of money for that. But Overeaters Anonymous is a place to come if you want to find other people who want to enter that spiritual journey with you to finally get a handle on your eating. Uh, Bill, it would be probably safe to say that I think a lot of times when we think about somebody being an overeater, <clears throat> that they would be excessively heavy or carry a lot of extra weight. That's not necessarily true, is it? It's not necessarily true. I mean, I'm a few pounds overweight, maybe 20, but I'm not. You, if, if you saw me walking down the street, I don't think anybody would say, well, there goes a compulsive overeater. Right. I mean, it's just like some people that are alcoholics. They can, mm-hmm. for a long, long time, function just fine at work. All the while, they're alcoholics, right? It's yes. that relationship with food, not necessarily the effects on the body. And I think that's important to to hear because, I, you know, again, I from the from the <clears throat> excuse me from the vantage point of I, mean, I came from an alcoholic background. Um, my my family is um, it isn't necessarily the externals; it's what's going on inside of you. And uh, you know, people could really be struggling with food and never look like it never give that appearance and therefore maybe even convince themselves that they don't have a problem you know that people who have a problem are people who are look like they're eating too much well that's true and so if there's a listener with an earshot what i would suggest is if anything that we've talked about this morning speaks to you all you need to do is go to oa.org oa as in overeaters anonymous oa.org and um, you can find a meeting that's in your area. You can put in your zip code, I believe, and a list of the meetings in your area will pop up. And just come. There's, there's no cost. You don't have to say anything. Just come and listen and see if that particular group um, may have something to offer you. Yeah, I think that that's really important. Um, and, if, and if you're not, if you go and you say, this really isn't me, it it isn't it isn't like somebody marks you or brand you or, or somehow says that now you're you've got a problem. You come to explore and discover um, if in fact there is an issue that you have around food. Um, so I think it's important for anybody who's hearing that saying if you're identifying with this, Bill, can you mention maybe what are some other signs maybe that people are, are struggling with food and need help? Sure, you know. Um you know, there's a, boy, where do you start? I'm, I'm trying to think about the, the folks that are in my group. First of all, it's easy to come to a meeting because it's anonymous. I've been in a group now for two years, and I only know the first names of the other people in the group. I don't know where they work. I don't know much about their background. What we talk about when we're together is we go through the, we go through this we go through the steps and we go through the, the, the tools and then we talk amongst ourselves how we're doing throughout the, the, the prior week. But in those conversations, you know, we've got people who um, have been what we call abstinent for many, many years. Uh, people who were bulimics, you know, who purred, who, who, who ate excessively and then purged themselves. We have people who um, have a trouble just with snacking. I mean, that alone, just evening snacking. You know, that you just can't get under control. Like myself, that was my thing. I was eating healthy throughout the whole day, but the evening snacking, man, I could pop, pour on eight, nine hundred, a thousand calories before bed. And once I cut that out, all of a sudden the weight started to come off without me doing anything else, right? 
Um, other signs are, you know, um, hiding food, you know, buying an extra case of Coca-Cola and hiding it from your spouse and then drinking it when they're not around. I mean, things like that. It's hiding food. It's all the, all the behaviors you might associate with, like an alcoholic, you know, trying to hide the bottle and trying to hide their excessive drinking. Well, we do that with food quite often. Okay. So, again, if people are, are feeling or being aware of that, um, you know, then, then this might be an opportunity for them to say, I need to look at this. I need to look at this in my life because I want to get, I want to get healthy and not just in terms of food consumption, but I want to get healthy in terms of my thoughts and my feelings and learn better ways of, of learning how to live life meaningfully and purposefully Here's, rather than kind of turning to food. So, Yeah, I, I, the bottom line is if you've tried diet after diet after diet and it doesn't seem to work, try OA. That's, that's, that would be my pitch this morning. Try OA. If you've tried diet after diet and it hasn't worked, there's something else going on that I think OA, Overeaters Anonymous, uh, can help you with. And, and again, Bill, the, the, how, do, how does somebody get in touch with this? Obviously, if they know somebody else, but if they don't know somebody, what, what, how can they find out about Overeaters Anonymous and where they can go to a meeting? Sure. The easiest way is to go to the Internet and search on OA.org, OA for Overeaters Anonymous, .org, not .com, OA.org, and then click on the button that says Find a Meeting. And you will see the meetings listed in your area the day and the time, whether that be in Rapid City or Fargo or Bismarck or wherever. Okay, and there's generally um, any place where there's any kind of a of a an active uh, addiction recovery program going on, usually through initially at Alcoholics Anonymous, but generally these other kinds of meetings are there and present. I mean, at least that's been my experience. Well, I think you will be amazed at the number of meetings throughout even the small towns in the United States. I mean, there's, there's a, even here in Fargo, for example, there's multiple meetings throughout the week. Yes, and, and it's important for people to realize that, that it's not, they're not going to have to, you're living in, you know, rural parts of our, of our listening area, you maybe don't have to drive as far as you might think you might have to. Um, to get to access this tool or this benefit for themselves. So, um, and anybody of any faith can come, or people of no faith. Absolutely, you know, it's it's open to um, anybody of any faith. And for example, I'm Catholic, but the meeting I attend just happens to be at a Lutheran church, just because that's the people that rent us the room. And so, Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any particular religion or creed. Um, in fact, we've got plenty of people in the group that, you know, we're agnostics. And there's even a chapter in what we call the big book that speaks to um, agnostics. Okay, because it, like you said, a very important part of any kind of addiction recovery program, any 12-step program, is that spiritual component. But how people choose to access that spiritual component, I, I want people to stay away because they do not see themselves as religious. You know, want them to to access this wonderful program that would be beneficial to them. Well, what I would say to people is, what have you got? <laughs> what have you got to lose? I mean, what have you got to lose? I mean, if you've tried every other diet and calories club out there and spent tons of money on it and nothing's worked for you, something else is going on 
And I'm just speaking from my personal experience that something else that finally addressed the issue was Overeaters Anonymous. Go to OA.org, find a meeting in your area, and just come and see what it's about. It's entirely anonymous. Nobody will know you're there. Nobody will talk about it you know, later on in the week if you're in a small town. We, 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 we prize anonymity very highly, and we, we all respect that because we know how hard, how hard it is to take that first step and come to that first meeting. Appreciate that, Bill. That's a good way to close so that people feel comfortable and confident. So we thank you for being with us and for uh, sharing with us this very important um, dimension of life. Thanks, Bill, and take care of yourself. God bless. Thank you. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Uh, we've got uh, Eli, our technical director, to show, share with us some of what's going on in the next show coming up. Eli. Alrighty, Thanks, Father. Yes, like, like you said, we, we had a great show today. A lot of very powerful and interesting stories. But there's another great show coming up, of course, tomorrow, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted from the St. Francis House in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Heather Carroll will be the host that day. Building the body of Christ means no man or woman is left behind. And Maggie Price will tell us about the importance of involving our brothers and sisters with special needs in parish life and share how you can do this at your own local parish. Plus, the Minnesota legislature is heading back into full swing. What should we be watching for now through May? We'll find out as we visit with Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. And there are many challenges facing the homeless. Fortunately, there are places like the St. Francis House that are there to help them transition from home hopelessness to hope. Executive Director Julie Becker and Volunteer Michael Gross will be with us to talk more about the beauty and goodness of those ministries. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on tomorrow's Real Presence Live, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Right back to you. Thank you. It sounds like another great program, and, and I, I, I really appreciate learning about the legislative activity that's going on because I think, you know, sometimes when you're busy with life, you, you lose track of what's going on. You forget maybe that the, the legislature's meeting, and maybe if the bills aren't terribly important or timely, we don't know that they're happening, and so that's great to have somebody to, to be able to share that with us. Yeah, and especially to put it into uh, language that we can understand. Yes, and with a Catholic perspective. And a Catholic perspective. It's priceless. I mean, you can't... And that's, of course, what Real Presence Radio does for us. It really gives us an opportunity to hear and experience so much of life, seeing it from a Catholic slant, whether we're visiting with somebody who's taking care of the homeless, or we're talking about Overeaters Anonymous, or whatever it is. Um, we have this opportunity to to have a radio station that really gives us a Catholic perspective, and that's a great blessing for us. So We are truly blessed. You bet. Well, it's been good being with you, Karen. Yeah, God bless. You the we'll indomitable. See you. We'll see you in March. The redhead. Oh, my goodness, Father. <laughs> my, God bless. <laughs> my children would have argument with that. They might. Yes, they might. But that's all right. They aren't here. <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> all right. Take care. We'll be with you, we'll be with you again in, uh, in future shows. Take care. This is Real Presence Radio signing off. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.